a grand plan for my life. It did not include Agent Wills. Funny how I had to keep reminding myself of that, especially when he was in sight. I was reminding myself, again, when he glanced up. I jumped back from the window, not wanting him to catch me watching. The new tweed blazer was going to be my shield. Actually, I bought it, hoping it would make me look and feel sophisticated. I slipped it on, then turned for a last glance in the mirror. Would I inspire the look today? The sizzling twinkle that lit up his dark, dark eyes and set me tingling from tip to toe? Oh, God, I was turning into one of those empty-headed man-crazy cows. The doorbell rang. Gritting my teeth, I took a firm grip on my overcharged libido, stepped out of my room, and closed the door, hoping to leave that insipid me inside. As I walked to the stairs, the butterflies in my ribcage felt more like finches in a birdcage. Meticulous nearly to a fault, Wills dressed like an advertisement for what the well-dressed man should wear. Each time we hung out... I was more aware of my usually dowdy appearance and my too casual habits. Dowdy came naturally, I suppose, but I had disciplined myself to disregard appearances, including my own. A news reporter couldn't allow clothing, jewelry, or trappings to mask the truth of a story that might be hiding behind a facade. But today was different. Today, I wanted to pay attention and keep myself tidy. Angela Fires, the best-looking one of my housemates, had answered the doorbell and, as usual, stood close to Jim, billing and cooing and gazing coquettishly into his face. When he lifted his eyes to me at the top of the stairs, however, his subdued smile broadened and there it was, the look the one that haunted my dreams and made me restless in bed at night. I flushed and my hands got clammy, a standard reaction to the look. Jim had to know the effect his blatant admiration had on me, yet he made no effort to conceal his shameless regard. Darn him, anyway. His body pivoted, following his eyes, to face me squarely and lavish his full attention— The fact that my own body responded so eagerly to that expression on that face was disturbing, and I reminded myself again, my fabulous future did not include Jim Wills. I had spent my first year out of the university as courthouse reporter for the Bishop Clarion. Before next October, Riley Wedge had promised to call me to intern with the wire service. Two months after that... Wedge would assign me to a bureau overseas, my dream job, my ultimate goal in life. I had trained for it, aspired to it, was on my way. But my grand plan had not anticipated Jim Wills. He sustained his dark gaze and winsome smile as I gathered my wits and descended the stairs. Good morning, he said. You look very pretty. The man could do toothpaste commercials for a living. My determined smile wavered with a passing thought, and I whispered, You too. Jim's grin broadened. I hadn't intended him to hear that.
As I reached ground level, he took my hand. Like an impartial observer, I allowed my hand to settle into his large, warm one, before another thought prompted me and I scanned the room. Angela was gone. Jim didn't seem to have noticed her departure. That was good. And bad. With a proprietary air, Jim put me in the car, and I marveled again at such impeccable manners in such a manly man. Before he got into the driver's seat, he removed his blazer, folded it lengthwise, and laid it on the back seat. It seemed like a stuffy old man thing to do, yet the butterflies stampeded in my roiling stomach. He smiled at me almost into me. Would you like some breakfast? No, thanks. I'm too excited, or nervous, or something.